Last week, I did something that I have never done before. I was part of an engagement, not my engagement. Don't worry. <laughs> Last Thursday, Will Smith, a Baptist boy from Fort Smith, proposed to Jordan Dart, a Catholic girl from Immaculate Conception here in Fort Smith. However, the difficulty they faced was that they were both in California, while both their families were back here in Fort Smith. So after the actual engagement, after he proposed that afternoon, they did a Zoom call that evening. And Will invited me as Jordan's pastor to participate in the Zoom call. My only question to Jordan during the call was, well, what did you say when Will asked you to marry him? Jordan smiled and said, I said, oh, I'll think about it. <laughs> Earlier that morning, Will had called me to share his plans, how he was going to do the proposing. And he even asked my advice about how he could be a good husband. Imagine that, a Baptist boy calling a Catholic priest and a celibate one at that for advice on spousal love. I said, well, there's no better advice for Christian couples than what St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church, and handed himself over for her. I went on. And if you want to see a perfect example of Christ-like love, just look at the cross. In other words, a husband must be willing to die for his wife, hand himself over, even if his wife is the one trying to kill him. <laughs> that is, when you don't know where to look for advice on love, look to the Bible. And that's what I did. Why? Well, because the Bible tells the story of God's love, which is the highest form that human love can ever reach. And that is the kind of love that Will and Jordan are aiming for in their marriage. The Bible is a love story, God's love story, and hopefully our love story. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus returns to Nazareth, his hometown. He goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath, that's a Saturday and reads from Isaiah the prophet. But more importantly, after the reading, Jesus declares, today this scripture passage is fulfilled, fulfilled in your hearing. Now that was not only a surprising thing for Jesus to say, but also a scandalous thing for the Jews. Why? Well, Jesus was asserting that that age-old prophecy from Isaiah chapter 61 was being fulfilled in him. In a word, Jesus was claiming to be the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. Indeed, that was so scandalous to the people that if you read a little further in verses 28 and 29 of the same chapter of Luke, the people want to throw Jesus off the brow of the hill upon which Nazareth was built. Even though the Bible is God's love story and Jesus is God's love on two legs, we often find it hard 
to accept such unconditional and love and imitate it. That is why Christ's love is exactly like St. Paul described. Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her, and his bride tried to kill him. In other words, where the citizens of Nazareth failed, the citizens of Jerusalem, three years later, would succeed in putting our Lord, the Lord of love, to death on a cross. The Bible, like we read in Isaiah 61 and Luke chapter 4, is a love story, God's love story, and hopefully our love story. But it is not always an easy or fun love story. Folks, our meager and mortal human love to try to reach the lofty heights of God's heavenly love is not only hard, it's impossible without God's grace. I saw this meme lately that illustrates that challenge of living up to God's love. A grandfather was walking through his yard when he heard his granddaughter repeating the alphabet in a a tone of voice that sounded like a prayer. He asked her what she was doing. The little girl explained, I'm praying, but I can't think of exactly the right words, so I'm just saying the letters of the alphabet and God will put them together for me because He knows what I'm thinking. Isn't that a perfect picture of our prayer life, indeed of our whole life? We don't know exactly how to pray, and we don't know exactly how to live, and we certainly are clueless about exactly how to love. The best we can do is put the letters of our love and our life out there and let God arrange them according to His plans and purposes. If you are at the beginning of your love life, like Will and Jordan, or in the thick of things juggling kids and jobs and basketball games, or perhaps standing in the rubble of a ruined marriage that has ended in divorce, or maybe celebrating the 50th anniversary of your wedding, The plain truth is that none of us have loved perfectly or purely. That is, we don't know how to arrange the letters of our love life to match Jesus' love for His bride, described in Ephesians 5.25. So maybe like that smart little girl, we can just put the letters out there and let God arrange them. We can ask for His mercy for our mistakes and maybe show that same mercy to those whose mistakes have hurt us. This weekend is called the Sunday of the Word of God, and the Church invites us to devote a little extra time and attention to the sacred scriptures. That is why Deacon Charlie placed the scriptures on this uh, podium in front of the ambo. One way to do that is to see how the Bible is a love story, God's love story, and our story of love for Him. And don't worry if you can't understand how God has arranged all the letters in the Bible. God knows how to arrange them just right. 
to help us love him just like he loves us. So that husbands and wives will love each other as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her, even if the wife is the one trying to kill the husband. Praise to be Jesus Christ.